You're listening to Confidently She. I'm your host and body image coach, Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help you find your voice, embrace your body, and become the most confident version of you. Take a deep breath, because this could be the beginning of the rest of your life. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. This is season four, episode 10 of Confidently She, and I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad you made it. You know, if you've been listening to this for years, you know that these seasons are kind of broken up however I feel they should be. (laughs) I decided to break them into seasons recently because there have been a lot of different iterations of what this podcast has meant to me and probably what it has meant to you as well. And I wanted to break it up in a way that made sense to new people. So the first season technically has like so many episodes. (laughs) And then the second season is a little shorter. Third season is where I introduced a really different vibe, really different intro song. And then now the fourth season is hopefully like a blend of the two, focusing more specifically on body image, body confidence topics. And who knows what will be waiting for us in season five. I don't know. I haven't planned it yet. You'll find out when it's ready. (laughs) But this is still season four. We're focusing specifically on body image topics. There are a lot of different lenses that you can view body image issues through. And in turn, there are that many different lenses that you can view body confidence through. Because body confidence does not look the same for everyone. It does not show up the same. In the last episode, I talked about five signs your confidence is growing. And in not one of the five examples did I say, you look a certain way. Or you start dressing a certain way or anything like that because confidence is all about your mental game. It's all about your perspective, your perception, how you make other people around you feel. So let's get into the topic of this episode, which is nutrition and its role in building a positive body image. So this is a loaded topic. Before I dive into this episode or before I prepped for this episode, I was thinking about it and I'm like, man, there's such a big difference between dieting and nutrition, but really there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any difference between diet and nutrition. Like the things that you eat should always be linked to the nutritional value that you're getting. However, the diet industry has kind of hijacked this term and turned it into something negative, turned it into something that's very triggering. And hopefully throughout our conversation today, you'll start seeing this as more nutrition, as more survival, like things your body absolutely needs, and in turn, things that you need. Because you are separate from your body. Your body getting its nutrition is actually going to fuel the foundation for you being able to even be confident. We'll get into that in a second. So nutrition and its role in building a positive body image. Well, we can all think of nutrition's role in building a negative body image. 
right? It's not very difficult for us to think of a few examples of, I don't know, obsessive calorie counting and teaching women that they need to be afraid of anything with fat in it and flipping the rules every, every like couple years, every 90 days, every decade for sure about, oh, this is healthy now and it used to be unhealthy or wait, this was going to kill you last month, but now it's the secret ingredient to this celebrity's diet plan. And, and it's, it's all very ridiculous. It's all enough to make you go crazy. It's enough to make you go crazy. And so for sure, the role that nutrition and dieting has played in your negative body image is that it has told you that this is something that needs to take up a lot of space, a lot of focus, a lot of attention, and a lot of energy in your life. But in fact, the nutrition that you give your body should be like 5% of what you think about throughout a day. Simple, quick decisions when your body is telling you it's hungry. That's the luxury that we get to have in this type of society. Because you got to remember, people used to have to work really hard to get food. They had to like go out and harvest grain and grind it up and bake bread just to have a sandwich. We get to walk across the street and order one from the deli if we want. So part of this is we have to take advantage of how simple this can actually be if we get out of our own way and stop listening to diet culture. And I've really simplified what I eat. I've simplified my nutrition and it has helped me build a positive body image because I don't have to think about it that much. Remember when I told you that having a positive body image is like having good Wi-Fi? This was in the episode where I shared my story. I think it's season four, episode one. Having a positive body image is like having really good Wi-Fi. You don't notice it. You can just live your life. You can just watch Netflix. You can just stream something on your phone or be on a Zoom call and nothing goes wrong. But when you have bad Wi-Fi, it's like you can't make progress doing anything. It's so annoying. You get in the middle of something. Oh, no. Now I have to try to troubleshoot this and now I'm distracted with that and this isn't going right. It's the worst. So... If you can simplify what you eat and simplify your nutrition, it is going to help you build a positive body image because you're going to have to think less about your body. So how do we do this? What, how do we think about this? I think with all the information you have access to, you are, as an adult are able to put together what you would call a nutritious diet for yourself. For me, I think you know by now, I mostly eat vegan. I have these shakes that I drink that are like uh, plant-based protein stuff with all the vitamins and minerals that I need. I eat a lot of rice. I drink a lot of water. I stay away from meat and dairy. I cut out alcohol recently. That's just what I'm doing. Those are different experiments that I'm doing and testing to see how my body responds. There are all types of nutrition recommendations and dieting recommendations. That's up to a nutritionist to figure that out. I can't tell you what to eat, but I can tell you how to think about nutrition. 
And what I want to tell you is a concept called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs is widely used in health and social work as a framework for assessing a client's needs. You know that everything is about context. So you have to understand your own context before you start setting any goals. That's why if all you've done to build your confidence is listen to podcasts or read books and you haven't gotten someone else's specific perspective on your situation, it may be really hard to see what you're doing wrong or to see what you're missing because you might not be taking into account Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So it's a pyramid, like the food pyramid we used to see in high school, or at least I did. I don't know what they tell people now, but it's a pyramid that at the bottom of the pyramid at a very basic level are your physiological needs. This is very interesting. The physiological needs include obvious things like breathing, right? You need to be breathing in order to be alive. Breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep. Do not skip over this part. This is so important. So many women especially do not have their physiological needs met because of diet culture. Because what does diet culture say? You don't actually need food. You just need water. Oh, you're not actually hungry. You just need to drink some water instead of eating. Or they'll say, don't eat until a certain time. They mess with your psychological needs if you're not getting enough food, water, and sleep. If you're obsessed with exercising and you're buying into the diet culture idea that you need no rest days and you need to be up at a certain time and working out, otherwise it doesn't count and you're lazy and all this stuff, it's like you're sacrificing your physiological need for sleep. So I don't want to hear about you wanting to have self-esteem and confidence and body confidence until you can, you can confidently say to me, my physiological needs have been routinely met for at least 30 days. So water, food, sleep, breathing, shelter, clothing. If you don't have those things, your brain is going to be functioning at a different level, a different capacity. You don't have all your physiological needs, okay? Little sidebar, guess where confidence falls in this hierarchy of needs? It is level four out of five. It's level four out of five. So there's a pretty big gap. There are two full steps between your physiological needs and building self-esteem and confidence. So if you haven't even explored some of these other areas, please look into that. And by the way, that's what my workbooks focus on. That's what my books focus on. That's what my coaching is all designed around. So these things are taken into account to slowly build upon so that you're even ready to be in a position where you're like, yes, I am going to focus on my self-esteem and confidence because I have all these other needs met. All right, so level two needs are safety and security. These are things like your physical health, your employment, how you get money, your financial security, property, like where you live, 
family and social ability. So that's like a social safety net. That's a financial safety net. That's my life isn't going to be sent into turmoil at any given time. So if you don't have those things, if you're in a transition right now where maybe you are going through some health issues, that's going to set you back a little. So you have to have compassion for yourself as you work through this and as you have this as a goal. Have compassion and ask yourself, do I have consistent income? Do I have consistent health or at least am I generally healthy? Do I feel safe and secure within my social interactions with my family or with friends or society? Like, like, am I safe and secure? The other one here that diet culture can influence is your health. What always stood out to me is that when your body gets sick, it usually shows symptoms that are praised in diet culture. What's the first thing that happens when you start feeling sick? You usually lose your appetite. And then you lose weight. That's your body telling you something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. But when you go out into the world and people who have been brainwashed with diet culture see you, they go, oh my God, what is your secret? Oh my God, I wish I could lose weight like that when I'm sick. Do you realize how messed up that is? Like, you, this person is saying that they are envious of your illness because they would take illness over their few extra pounds. That is a society that is sick with diet culture. It's very strange. But again, it's targeting Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety and security. It's, it's chipping away at that health piece of it. The third level is love and belonging. So they define this as friendship, family, intimacy, and a sense of connection. When you become obsessed with dieting, obsessed with nutrition, you sacrifice spending time with people you love, usually. Because your commitment is 100% to the gym. It's 100% to eating the food that you're supposed to eat. I remember growing up, my dad would always have different food than the rest of the family because he was always dieting. And it broke that sense of connection that the rest of the family was sharing around the dinner table. So if you have this, this literal sense of otherness because of the food that you have to eat or because of the the routine that you're in, it's going to chip away at your sense of love and belonging. So Maslow says, only after you have your physiological needs met, you feel safe and secure, and you feel loved and like you belong, only after that can you start to realistically build self-esteem in the form of confidence, achievement, respect of others, and the need to be a unique individual. So that means really digging into who you are as a person and where you are different and knowing that that's okay. This is confidently she. This 
area of the Maslow hierarchy of needs, like that's what we do here. We talk about self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, the need to be a unique individual. Like that's what we are talking about. So if you haven't worked on these other layers in the hierarchy, no wonder it hasn't stuck. But when it comes to nutrition especially, the role that it plays in building a positive body image is the simple fact that without proper nutrition, your psychological, oh sorry, your physiological needs are not met. And then this whole hierarchy falls down. It's like taking out the bottom piece of the Jenga block. It doesn't matter how solid the top ones are, the bottom ones need to be solid. It's amazing. This is a great way to kind of self-diagnose where you're at. And like I said before, you are in the driver's seat of what nutrition looks like for you. No matter what type of fuel you're giving your body, the way you think about it matters. And the fact that you are getting proper nutrition is a cornerstone of your physiological needs that builds into the hierarchy of needs that a human being requires to be fully thriving. That's what we want here. So that's what I have for you. That's what I have for you in this episode. Do some research into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's it's very interesting. I'm Rebecca Biggie. This was Confidently She. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.